am Dr. Carrie Lamb. Welcome to the Dr. Lamb Show. I have Angela Rocchio here with me. And today we're going to talk about how to get out of the high stress mode and activate your parasympathetic nervous system, whether it's hormonally to balance out your body. Angela is a health coach, yoga teacher, and energy healer. And she has many clients that she's helped with lifestyle shifts to recover um, from adrenal uh, fatigue and find their own body's innate healing capacity. And so we welcome you, Angela, um, to talk with us on this show today. I like to just ask um, most of our guests how they get, got into integrative medicine and what your, your, your journey has been like. Yeah, great question. Um, so my own path uh, in finding integrative medicine probably began like many others. <laughs> it's your own, my own personal struggle with adrenal and hormonal imbalances. And, um, you know, the road to recovery was, uh, definitely not an easy one for me. <laughs> um, and this was actually when I was, uh, diagnosed with adrenal fatigue stage three, uh, that was probably like 10 years ago now over 10 years. So a little bit different mm -hmm, <laughs> of a space mm -hmm. back then, but that, um, modern medicine, essentially wasn't giving me any answers. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've really made it my mission since I've been able to recover and fairly easily. I'm one of the lucky ones, <laughs> but to show that there's an easy way to recover and a more sustainable one. Okay. So it's a big passion of mine. And I'm so grateful for functional and integrative medicine. It's changed my life and it's been finally a place where people can find answers and yes. Uh, Yes, <laughs> definitely. Your your journey is very similar to what my dad went through too, but maybe like 15, 20 years ago with adrenal fatigue. No one knows what adrenal fatigue is, right? And no you go to the doctor <laughs> and they don't know how to help you and they put you on different types of medications and it doesn't get better. And so you have to go and do your own digging. And that's what integrative medicine, a lot of people, it's, it's the bell curve of people where conventional medicine hasn't helped them. And so they're trying to find their own way, right? And so it's good to have them uh, find you or find us and, and get their adrenals well. But uh, tell us yeah. a little more about, you know, how stress affects the nervous system and how that also relates to the mental and emotional patterns. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, you know, any stress that we have in the body, right? Physical, mental, emotional, um, is putting our body in uh, a state of threat and stress, right? So, um, and you think a lot of us know this already, but it's, so it's really just uh, being able to, I think coming to this, when you have this condition and when I was first you know, learned that I was diagnosed, uh, it was a wake up call for me to assess and what I do with my clients is really assessing what are the various stressors that are happening um, in the body? So the physical, mental, and emotional stressors. And then those stressors over time, right? When they're happening all day, maybe every day for years and years, um, right? Our adrenals can't keep up. Our, and that just creates a cascade of issues. And then we end up having all of these symptoms, okay. mystery symptoms, and such a vast array of symptoms with, with no answers. Um, I personally, I had, you know, symptoms of hypoglycemia, you know, symptoms of hypothyroidism, uh, you know, poor, poor, poor digestion, uh, you know, poor detox pathways, um, which those kind of go hand in hand often, but, you know, the list just went on and on. And yet I had, you know, again, no answers, um, until I found functional medicine and somebody who could really just 
for finally, they were just like, oh, we, I know exactly what's going on for you. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, thank God. <laughs> um, and so anyway, those stressful patterns over time, you know, exhaust the adrenals and they can't keep up. And so, oh, how, yes, how to use, how does it affect your mental and emotional pattern? And how do you get out of this nervous system alertness? Right, right. So it's really about tapping into our parasympathetic nervous system. And that's really the only place that healing can occur. So that's our rest and digest state. And so what happens um, is that oftentimes we might be starting to address the physical stressors, right? With the doctor like yourself or your integrative team, but often we're not looking at some of the more emotional mental stressors that are going on. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times for people, it's past trauma. um, And that could be, you know, they say big T, we say big T, little T trauma that could be, um, you know, abuse, um, you know, a divorce. It could be, um, you know, a health, maybe you were, had a health issue at a very young age. Maybe you just grew up with really anxious parents, um, mm. whatever that may be that, that got you in a highly alert, high stress state, um, especially at a young age that carries on and just kind of builds and builds and perpetuates a cycle. And then it's really hard to get out of that. And then on on top of that, then we're judging ourselves for all of those things. Um, I'm kind of going deeper because it's what I'm passionate about, but then we judge ourselves upon that. And that's stressful in itself. Um, Mm -hmm. You start having, you know, maybe anxiety or depression. And then those, um, you know, sometimes can be underlining, you know, issues. It could be chemical, but it could also just be a symptom of, Mm -hmm. right. Of other stuff going on. And, and, um, being malnourished or having other imbalances in the body. Um, so again, it could be a symptom, which I don't think a lot of people realize. Right. So like what you're saying, a lot of these symptoms have underlying, um, root causes, right? Whether it's the gut can be causing more of a brain fog or whether it's the neurotransmitters are not being produced well because your gut is not well, or you can't detox very well, or your adrenals and your hormones are off and therefore you feel fatigued even if you're on thyroid medication, right? So trying to get to the root cause is important. Um, But then on the other hand, how do you deal with the stress is to get the parasympathetic response. Um, So how how would you recommend for someone to improve their vagal response, the rest and the digest, the calmingness, if they are full of stress, if they have past traumas, if they have this emotional baggage that they're dealing with? Yeah. So it all starts with having an awareness of what it actually is for you. So um, we can, we can definitely start to um, dissect this a little bit. So first thing I would do would be to have my client um, do a personal inventory, right? Um, This would be an assignment they would do with me and they would um, start to really, um, you know, create some time in their life, uh, to create some quiet and do some self-reflection. Where are the key stressor? What are the key stressors in your life? The mental, emotional ones and get clear on that and, and make it a list of, you know, don't just do a couple because sometimes the first ones that come up aren't, aren't really, really what's going on. (laughs) Um, sometimes you have to dig a little bit deeper. So I would say, I want you to write down, you know, 20 of mental, emotional stressors that you have right now in your life. And that can bring a lot of awareness. Just doing that simple exercise can bring the awareness. Then you really know sort of what path you might need to go down first. Um, so again, yeah, starts with awareness. Um, 
And so like listing out, like going into their past and seeing what could have mm -hmm. been affecting their stress, whether it's emotional, what significant life events should they be aware of uh, that yeah. is causing them the stress now, even though maybe it happened 30 years it ago. It happened a right? long time ago. Mm -hmm. Right. Because what happens is that, um, well, a couple of things can definitely happen there where it's like every time they think of it or it's triggered, right, it just has that a, a response or because of that trauma, you have um, you have beliefs and thoughts around yourself and the way that you carry yourself and all these different things that um, maybe, you know, the abuse is at the core, but there's, a, it's, it's showing up in, in other ways in your life, if that makes sense to where your behaviors, certain behaviors are, um, are causing the stress or, um, again, the way that you think about yourself, you know, if you're constantly in a state of guilt or shame, right. You're going to, that's going to be a constant stress on your body. Mm -hmm. uh, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, so I believe the first step is really awareness, listing out the those things um, and understanding like, yeah, where, where maybe it came from. That's a really great start. <laughs> okay. Okay. Awareness. And then what's the next step? Yeah. So um, I would say from that list, because that could be um, pretty big for a lot of people. Uh, it could be the first time in their life where they've finally been quiet enough to to really be honest, be honest with themselves and quiet enough to really allow it to come forward. Um, and so it's about really staying out of judgment of yourself with that exercise and knowing that um, that is the first step. And then knowing that or finding one of those things that you're actually willing to start to, to shift because it really does take, you know, having a commitment and or committing yourself to that, um, that purpose of, of moving, moving through that process of healing mm -hmm. for that particular trauma or whatnot. And then from there, it's really about a, a daily practice almost of, um, I would say daily, <laughs> but maybe, maybe a couple of times a week of allowing yourself, uh, the time to, to process. So that could be through talk therapy. It could be through, a coach like myself, uh, who, who supports people with the stress and, and changing their, their patterns of thought. And, mm. um, so, you know, it could be, it could look a lot of different ways, um, mm -hmm. and deciding what is the right path because, you know, getting quiet with yourself and having the time to really, uh, process that trauma is going to look different for everybody. Mm. And there are a lot of different ways that you can do this. So, a lot of ways, I mean, really it comes down to, you know, maybe who you want to work with and then what type of things that do you want to be doing to calm, to learn how to calm yourself and learn. And, and so I'm kind of talking about two different things here. Cause I want to talk, like, there's a part of, of processing the trauma, which is probably going to do with a therapist, but also be working on how to calm your body, um, in the moment, learning mm. how to, to make your body feel safe again. Yeah. So one part is, um, calming the parasympathetic response more mentally. And then the other part is, um, physically, is that what you're saying? Or how, what are some more concrete examples you can explain about the parasympathetic? Yeah. Yeah. I can dive a little bit deeper. So, so for some, um, it's the processing that happens. Yeah. With maybe a therapist talking about the different traumas might, might have to be pretty involved. Right. So that's kind of a separate thing. And, and more also the, a big part of that is 
the other side of that is being able to be calm, be, learning how to do things that are calming. So, and calming and making the body feel safe. So yeah, some examples would be uh, meditation. Now that doesn't always work for, for people or they're really resistant to meditation. So calming the body could look like, um, just taking baths in silence or, um, you know, a yoga practice, uh, more of a yin, more restorative mm-hmm. type of yoga journaling. Love, um, yeah, that's great. And breathing, right. Uh, exactly. Abdominal breathing. Exactly. And that's what's, you know, what we bring in when we, when we're working with people in meditation and yoga is the power of the breath to heal and to make your body feel safe, sending messages to the brain that you are safe. Mm. So we like to talk about like bottom down approaches versus so like we can talk, we can work with clients on changing their thought patterns and their beliefs, their core beliefs that are out of alignment. And then that's sort of a bottom down, right. Starting kind of with the brain and rewiring. And then there's that bottom up where it's really working on putting the body, even just in a certain position, right. Like even sitting in a meditative pose, there is something to that. When you sit in that place and you ground through your sitting bones and you relax your shoulders, right. That's a bottom-up approach in that you're telling your body, you're sending signals to your body that you are safe, you are grounded and how powerful and healing that can be. So you're dropping into that parasympathetic, right? You're activating that like that you're creating more, like you're toning your vagal nerve, you're dropping into your parasympathetic and you're Mm -hmm. allowing your body to rest and digest. And that's when healing can actually take place. Yeah, those are good tools. Um, breathing, meditation, even in your busy day, maybe stopping for a second and taking five deep breaths, right, can really just center you, like you said, instead of getting so caught up in your busy day, busy day, I, I have no time. Um, you when you put that time for yourself to center yourself and give it a safe space, like you said, then you'll be able to bring the sympathetics down <laughs> to being more calm. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think often we can complicate it and think that we have to sit in meditation for 20 minutes, which is a beautiful thing and a beautiful practice. But like you said, taking a few deep breaths, setting a couple of reminders on your phone where you're taking some, you're doing some box breathing for a few minutes every day our bodies are pretty resilient actually. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. uh, if you, if you're not doing those things already, you know, then imagine just what creating those breaks in your day can do for your, for your body, for your adrenals, for your hormones, because our, our hormones are, it's, it's okay for us to have stressful events, right? Like life is stressful. If you think about it, like a survival state, right. A, A tiger, you know, chasing its, its prey and, and killing, like that's a pretty stressful, intense event, but then the animal, right. Comes down, maybe eats its meal and comes down and might spend the next day or so just resting. Right. But mm-hmm. we don't often do that. <laughs> we don't allow for that space and time to allow our hormones to come back into, into balance. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but, um, but so I think it's important for us to just know that it doesn't have to be complicated. doesn't have to be, um, it just needs to, you just need to start somewhere. Right. And, and, and this is often left out of the conversation because it is something that it's harder for people because it is hard to slow down in our busy, the busy yes. world culture that yes. we live in. It is just honestly. So scheduling challenge. it, 
is a good thing, right? You said put an alarm on your phone or actually schedule it so that you have to do it <laughs> or else you're just going to breeze by it and not remember, right? So give yourself yeah. the reminders to do that. And exactly. And how to make it fun too, right? So part of this is um, what is, that's what I love to do with my clients is what is actually going to be fun for you and how can you make it fun? Because it doesn't have to be serious. And that's mm -hmm. often what turns people off with meditation too, is that it has to be this serious thing. Well, and the best gift that my meditation teacher gave me years ago is what if meditation could be fun? And that to me <laughs> changed my world because then it was less of a, a to-do and it was more right. of like, okay, cool, this is just me being with myself. And, and how many answers and just a little motivational plug for yoga is like what our meditation is when you are sitting still with yourself, you get whispers, you get answers and that intuition is powerful. And, um, oftentimes it's hard for us to sit still because we don't often that sometimes when the guilt or the shame or the, all the things, you know, those things that we believe about ourselves, um, come up and that's, what's why it's hard for a lot of us to sit still. Mm. Um, the things that we don't want to look at our process. So, yeah. so make, make it fun for yourself. That's a yeah. good point. Right. And personalize it as each person can ground in different ways and find that safe space in a lot of different ways. Um, just switching gears. I do have a question because this has come up with some of my patients um, where mm -hmm. they have gone to therapy or they try to um, talk about this trauma in the past but somehow it actually brings up so much that it crashes them. Yeah. How do you how do you deal with that? There's some people who really are so sensitive, they maybe are, um, they can't deal with it and everything, it's, there's just so much, it's kind of overflows and it really affects their whole body when they do bring those memories up. Yeah, yeah, and so not being a therapist, I mean, there's a lot that I know that I've read about it, but I don't, it's, it's not really my area of complete expertise as a therapist. So I, but I understand that those can be more, um, more detrimental than they're worth, I guess is what I'm. Yeah. And so I agree with what you're saying and I can, I can, I understand that a lot of those people, um, a lot of people that go down that road, um, yeah, it's, it's more harmful than good. So what I would say is that, um, you know, you have to be willing to try different approaches. You have to be willing to um, if, if what you're doing right now and you're working with a therapist and what you're doing isn't working, then it would be a good idea to find somebody else or find a different, a different type of coach, um, a spiritual coach maybe, or, um, you know, just looking at other modalities that you could tap into because there's so many different healing modalities that do things a little bit differently. And so, um, a lot of times I find that there's a lot of shame and blame and a lot of judgment that keeps people in those cycles too. And so one of the biggest practices I like to, to work with people on is like really just being able, and it's an easier said than done, <laughs> but mm -hmm. being able to actually learn what it is to be in a non-judgmental space and to be in a place of, mm, that's just really an interesting point of view, or that's an interesting perspective to have. What if I didn't feel that way about that anymore? Um, and so um, yeah, I think that there's, there's definitely, um, a place for talk therapy and it also isn't for everybody. <laughs> and there are so many, again, other modalities. And, um, I, I'd like for me, um, tapping has been really powerful. Um, EFT emotional freedom technique has been powerful for me and my clients. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Um, and you know, there's also energy work and, and body healing that doesn't people don't even have to talk, <laughs> but because energy, when, when we have trauma, right, our bodies like grip and hold onto a lot of that stress and those memories, you know, in our, in our bodies and our cells. And I think sometimes just having uh, some type of, um, of energy healing and body work can be very powerful people that just don't necessarily want to talk about it or talk about it anymore. It might be a place to start. It doesn't mean that you might not be able to talk about it eventually, but there might right. be some other ways to like slowly peel the onion that could be a little bit more supportive for, for that particular client. Is that helpful? Yeah, it's very, nice. very good uh, advice to go step-by-step, step, maybe find someone else or uh, if something's not working. So there's so many people who are able to help you. You're right, right? So don't feel hopeless. Don't go down that path of shame. There's mm -hmm. always someone who would be able to help you, right? Yeah. And just like there's lots of different, just like there's mainstream medicine, there's a place for that, right? There's also a place in the world for integrative medicine mm -hmm. and functional medicine. There's also a place for all these different people in the world who don't necessarily have a, a different, all these titles behind their name all, and all these letters behind their name. Um, but yet they're powerful healers um, and power in coaches that are, are supporting people in these different um, areas of their life or supporting people with healing from trauma in different ways, right? Spiritual ways. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Very good. So I know you are uh, focusing a lot on the Adrenal Recovery Collective, right? That's the ARC. Um, what would you say are just your top tools for someone suffering from adrenal issues? I know that's like a whole nother podcast in itself, but <laughs> something um, easy for people to remember or, or main points for helping their hormone imbalance. Yeah. Uh, I believe, I mean, this, well, I could go a lot of different directions with this. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I think for, for the, the very most important thing is again, having awareness and clarity about what your, what your stressors are and what are the top stressors. Um, so again, doing personal inventory with yourself, maybe, or also with an integrative doctor, uh, to, yeah, to really understand what it, what's, what is physically, what could be stressing out my body on a physical level, emotional, mental uh, hopefully working with someone like yourself or, the, um, or with our collective, um, where we, uh, have doctors, right. Who are willing to kind of go through the list and really assess, is this, is this hormonal or what is at the very root? Is it hormonal? Is it detox pathways? Is it, um, yeah. Is it a parasite? Is it, um, is it gut issues or is it a collaboration, <laughs> collaboration of all, uh, of all of them? Um, right. and then, um, and then again, my other tip would be not to ignore <laughs> the mental emotional side, uh, of the, of the puzzle. Um, and, um, I feel like, okay, what, what else? Um, I would say like, start with the foundations, right. Of just lifestyle. Like, what are you putting in your body? What are you putting on your body? <laughs> what are you thinking mm -hmm. about every day? Mm -hmm. So, this kind of goes, and I was going to talk about this when I, when I first mentioned this awareness piece of making your list, if you have a hard time making a list of what your emotional and mental stressors are, then you can even go a little bit further and, and actually write down like the, like a few of the thoughts that go through your head every day. I know that sounds mm. kind of silly, but when you start to see like, oh, these, these thoughts are on replay, like all I'll repeat all day long mm -hmm. in my mind. Um, then you start to know that like, oh, okay, 
I have more anxiety than I thought about my health, or I have more anxiety about my child's this or that than I thought, or, you know, you start to have really have awareness of like where some of this is going from, or my relationship with my partner isn't really working for me right now. I need to switch something up. So really just being able to kind of go down that road. And, um, so again, lifestyle pieces. So, and then a big one, this is the last one I'll give <laughs> is that, is that um, sleep um, is really focusing on your sleep. Um, a lot of, we know a lot of people right in this community suffer from poor sleep, insomnia. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so unfortunate because, right, it's really the sleep that is what we need to, to have some powerful healing occur. Mm-hmm. And besides being in the parasympathetic state and activating that, um, when you're awake, but so I just, just say like, make sleep a priority, like take the time to, uh, to get some support with sleep. I know you probably have a sleep protocol. We do too. like, make sure that you're working with someone. If you need that extra support, uh, to, mm-hmm. to get your sleep dialed. Yeah. That's a good tip. Yeah. <laughs> right. Helping your sleep, helping be aware of your baggage or your traumas or physical triggers that could be causing you. And I liked your tip about writing things down, the thoughts that are coming in, because you are dwelling on those and that can just compound and cycle your stress even more. So, um, Man, great tips, Angela. We are so grateful to have you here on the Dr. Lamb Show uh, talking about how to reduce your parasympathetic response. So how do people get a hold of you or where can they find you? Yeah, well, you can find um, my team at theadrenorecoverycollective.com or the Adreno Recovery Collective on Instagram. And if you're a mom, I also have a mom life done different, which is my Instagram mom life done different. And um, lots of great tips there to support mamas who are going through adrenal issues, burnout and and the like. So yes, lots of moms out there. (laughs) So definitely, I'm glad you're helping people. And we're so happy to have you here on the Dr. Lamb show. If you've liked this uh, episode, make sure you give it a thumbs up and subscribe and hit the bell button and we'll hear from you. Uh, We'll tell you about the next episode next week. This podcast has been produced and broadcast solely for informational and educational purposes by Lamb Clinic. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The products and supplements discussed in this podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you believe you may have a medical condition, please consult your own doctor. Opinions of guests are their own, and Lamb Clinic does not endorse or accept responsibility for any of the statements and views made by guests. The views and opinions of guests in the podcast are their own and do not reflect those of Lamb Clinic. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. In some cases, individuals on the podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in the products or services referred to herein. Podcast listeners should always seek the advice of their physicians or other qualified health providers with any questions they may have regarding their own medical conditions. Podcast listeners must always continue to follow the advice of their personal physicians for all of their medical needs.